Ladies and gentlemen, recording from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to another edition of the one and only podcast known to the world as Sean's Sports Stop, where Sean Tiplitsky gives his unique opinion on the biggest news stories in sports. On today's episode of Sean's Sports Stop, episode number 219 to be exact, I, Sean Tiplitsky, will report the biggest news in sports as per usual, and on top of that, what Bruce Buffer, legendary UFC ring announcer who you just heard introduce my podcast, did not say um, was that I will cover the biggest or I will cover the news results and future matchups of the Los Angeles sports teams. As far as the big news in sports, there's lots to talk about. Uh, a good amount. Not not too much like uh, sometimes there's a lot. This is actually episode number 218, not 219. And I'm recording from Los Angeles, California on Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. Still not used to that new year. So I'll be talking about how Dion Waiters said, bleep patience, I just want to play. Tede Martel transferring to the University of Miami. Turkey, the country of Turkey wanting to arrest NBA player Enes Kanter. The Chicago White Sox offering Manny Machado a contract. Jalen Hurts transferring to the University of Oklahoma. Scottie Pippen saying that Zion Williamson should sit out the rest of the college basketball season. LeBron James being cleared to practice. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that the New Orleans Pelicans will be forced into trading Anthony Davis if they will trade him, and Greg Popovich praising uh, Rookie of the Year frontrunner Luka Doncic. But before I get into that, I want to say every episode of my podcast is available on every podcast platform that includes iTunes and Spotify. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast, uh, feel free to subscribe on iTunes, leave a five-star review on iTunes, follow me on Spotify, do things like that. Also visit my website at seansportstop.com. Uh, for access to all episodes. Uh, If you press on the interviews with athletes tab, you will see all the famous athletes that I've interviewed on the pod. And if you press on the my blog page, you will see the article that I've written. I've only written one so far, but that will change in the very near future. I'll be writing articles consistently. And yeah, with that said, uh, let's get down to it. The first story has to do with the NBA, as I already said, uh, with Dion Waiters. And I'm actually surprised that he's not in the NBA. But anyway, uh, Dion Waiters was not happy that he played only 12 minutes in Miami Heat's one. T- Actually, he is in the NBA in Miami Heat's 124 to 86 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday, saying, "Quote: Bleep patience," he said. Per Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, "I want to play. I've been patient long enough. What do I got to be patient for? Come on, man. I've been patient. I think everybody knows that. It's time. What are we waiting for? If I'm out there, play me." Jackson noted Waiters has not started any of his team's seven games since returning from ankle and surgery, and has not played more than 24 minutes in any of them. Jackson also added context to this uh, patient's comment from Waiters, pointing out head coach Eric Spolstra has said the swingman must wait to see significant playing time because of the depth on the team and the seriousness of the injury that he suffered. The Syracuse product is accustomed to starting, seeing how he started 73 of the 76 games he played for the Heat in 2016-17 and 2017-18. He averaged almost 16 points per game in 2016-17 and 14.3 a night last season, but has had but has only just two points, only two points on one of four shooting from the field in Tuesday's game. He has scored in double figures just once this season as he works his way back from injury. And um, when I first uh, read the headline of this article, I thought or of this uh, story, um, I thought that Dion Waiters was not in the NBA, so I thought he was saying bleep patience. Or you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I thought he was saying fuck patience. Um, you know, fuck patience. Uh, I just want to play. I thought he was saying that because he was waiting for a team to pick him up as a free agent or he got released by a team. I didn't realize he was just not being played by the Miami Heat. 
and I should have uh, remembered that he's still with the Heat. And anyway, we're now uh, switching gears to college football. T uh, Tate Martle has found his next school. The quarterback will transfer from the uh, from the Ohio State University to the Miami Hurricanes, according to a Twitter announcement on Tuesday. Vince Sapienza of Fox 5 in Las Vegas first reported the news. Uh, interesting how a, a reporter from Fox in Las Vegas reported uh, how someone transferred from Ohio to Miami in college football. Uh, maybe Tate is from Las Vegas. This comes after Martel put his name out in the NCAA transfer portal in January, freeing him to discuss a move with other schools. While Martel hasn't seen much playing time at the collegiate ranks, he arrived at Ohio State with plenty of hype after he was named the Gatorade National Football Player of the Year at the high school level. According to 24-7 Sports' composite rankings, he was a four-star prospect and the number two dual-threat quarterback in the 2017 class. The Las Vegas native, yep, yeah, I was right, he's from Vegas, didn't lose a game during his high school career consistently beating defenses with both his running and throwing ability. The skill level did not really translate to success on the field at OSU, in large part due to a crowded quarterback uh, room, due to a quarter, crowded quarterback um, outfield, so to speak. JT Barrett was um, was entrenched as a starter when he arrived, and Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins were also on the roster. Still, Barrett graduated following the 2017 season, and Burrow transferred to LSU when it was clear Haskins would be the 2018 starter. Martell served as Haskins' backup for the Buckeyes last season as they won the Big Ten title and the Rose Bowl, completing 23 of 28 passes for one touchdown and no interceptions, um, while adding 128 yards and two scores on the ground. Haskins was a Heisman Trophy finalist and dominant playmaker for Ohio State in 2018 and shot up NFL draft boards before declaring for the draft, seemingly clear clearing the way for Martell to become the next quarterback for the Big Ten powerhouse school. However, th that changed when Justin Fields elected to transfer from Georgia to Ohio State heading into the 2019 season. According to 24-7 Sports' composite rankings, Fields was a five-star prospect and, no and the number one dual-threat quarterback in the class of 2018. Martell didn't seem phased when he told reporters during the Rose Bowl Media Day, quote, I have no doubt that I'll go out there and win the job. There's no reason I shouldn't stay. This dude ha hasn't put a single second into Ohio State football. I don't know why somebody would think that the grass is greener on the other side, but I guess he's kind of looking at it like a fantasy way, I guess. Alas, he must have seen the writing on the wall with the Fields transfer, but Ohio State's loss is Miami's gain for sure. And... This is definitely the right move. Um, when I first heard about this, I, I was surprised because I thought he would be able to start. Uh, I didn't realize that Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State because I figured Dwayne Haskins will uh, play in the NFL next season. So why would uh, Martell transfer from OSU when he would be the starter? But obviously he's not gonna be the starter. And I think he could really flourish at a school like Miami. I think he will find great success at the University of Miami. Uh, so now switching gears to the NBA. More controversy, more controversy in regards to Enes Kanter. The Turkish government is seeking an international arrest warrant for New York Knicks center Enes Kanter, alleging he's part of a terror organization. On Wednesday, the Associated Press cited a report from the Turkish newspaper Sabah that, that prosecutors in the country have prepared an extradition request for Kanter, an outspoken critic of President Recep Tayyip uh, Erdogan, based on his ties to preacher uh, Fethullah Gulen. The Knicks uh, star responded to the situation on Twitter, tweeting, quote, Turkish government cannot present any single piece of evidence of my wrongdoing. I don't even have, uh, and then he tweeted a uh, shoulder shrug emoji. I don't even have a parking ticket in the US. Um, crying laughing emoji, parentheses true. I've always been a law abiding resident. And then he put a, an emoji uh, with a halo on top of the face. And then he, he uh, let out or released another tweet that read quote, the only thing I terrorize is the rim, crying laughing emoji. So I, I like Ennis Cantor. He's a very colorful personality, a lot like Joel Embiid, very similar. Uh, personality there. Turkish officials are also reportedly working to put to put out an Interpol red notice, which is quote a request to locate and provisionally arrest an individual pending extradition. The notice would not require the United States to comply with the request. 
Cantor's relationship with the Turkish government has been in his spotlight since May 2017 when he posted a Twitter video while being detained at a Romanian airport and called Erdogan the, quote, Hitler of our century. Wow. Um, I mean, that's very harsh uh, criticism, but Cantor is from Turkey, and I believe his dad was being held in jail by, by the country of Turkey, so that's probably um, a direct order by the Turkish president. So I'm not very familiar with the uh, political situation in Turkey, but it seems like this guy... Uh, he's not very, not a very good uh, president, this uh, Turkish dude. Cantor, also, I, I covered this as well. Cantor, on January 5th, announced that he would not travel to London for the Knicks international game against the Washington Wizards on Thursday over fears, of his life be, uh, over fears for his life because of Erdogan, who he referred to as a, quote, lunatic. I talked to the front office and decided I'm not going. The freaking lunatic, there's a chance I can get killed out there. I talked to the front office, I'm not going. I'm going to stay here and practice. It's pretty sad. All this stuff affects my career in basketball. I want to help my team win. Um, but because of one lunatic guy, I can't even go there to do my job. It's pretty sad. They got a lot of spies there. I can get killed pretty easy. Former NBA player Hedo Turkoglu and Erdogan advisor responded to Cantor's accusation on social media last week. The Knicks center started his professional career with Turkish squad Fenerbahce and has represented the country on the international level, including being named the MVP of the 2009 FIBA Europe U18 Championship after leading the national team to a bronze medal. So very unfortunate that uh, he's he's uh, scared for his life. And I I don't think that Turkey's blushing. I think they really do want to extradite uh, Cantor and that uh, he would kill Cantor if he could, which is very sad and unfortunate. But that's uh, that's Turkey, I guess. Uh, now switching gears to the MLB. As Manny Machado weighs where he will sign, there is reportedly some clarity on what the Chicago White Sox have offered the four-time All-Star. For ESPN's Buster Only, the White Sox's proposal to Machado is for $175 million over seven years. Per USA Today's Bob Nightingale, Chicago's offer to Machado came about two weeks ago, and the White Sox, quote, haven't felt the need to alter it and bid against themselves. Machado's agent, Dan Lozano, issued a statement refuting the reports from Only and Nightingale about Chicago's offer to his client, tweeting, quote, or uh, Mark Feinsend tweet, tweeted, quote, Dan Lozano of, MVC, of MVP Sport Group, the agent for Manny Machado, released the following statement regarding recent reports. So basically denied that the White Sox offered Machado that. The market for Machado is not as robust as it once seemed. The New York Yankees, who weren't hiding their uh, inf infatuation earlier this offseason, have added Tony Troy Tulowitzki from the Blue Jays, DJ Mayhew, who's last with the Rockies, to an already crowded infield that already includes Gleyber Torres and Miguel Andujar, who were both nominated for Rookie of the Year, and Didi Gr Gregorius when he returned from Tommy John surgery. Per the Athletics' Matt Gelb, the Philadelphia Phillies have, quote, gained confidence they will sign either Machado or Bryce Harper. In December, Jeff Passan wrote for Yahoo Sports that some people within MLB felt contracts for Machado and Harper would exceed $300 million in total value. The White Sox appear to be looking for a franchise cornerstone to build around as their young talent begins to make its way to the big leagues. They have not made the playoffs since 2008, haven't had a winning season since 2012, and lost 100 games last season for the first time since 1970. Machado helped the Los Angeles Dodgers reach the World Series last season after being acquired from the Baltimore Orioles in July. The 26-year-old hit 297, 367, 538 with 37 homers and 107 RBIs in 162 games in 2018. So as a Dodger fan, I'm still hopeful that we re-sign Machado instead of signing Bryce Harper. I think Machado... Uh, was one of our best players down the stretch last season. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't make it anywhere near the World Series. I mean, down the stretch last season, uh, there, we had to play a game 163 versus the Colorado Rockies to determine the winner of the NL West. And if we lost that one game, then we would be playing in Chicago against the Chicago Cubs in the NL wildcard game instead of the um, Atlanta Braves in the NLDS. So, And then if we lost to the Cubs, our season would be over. 
So a couple big, a couple huge games shaped our season, and we made it all the way to the World Series, losing to an incredibly talented Boston Red Sox team. Uh, I never thought the, the 2018 Dodgers would make the World Series. They were a very solid team, a team that I thought had a ceiling of making it to the NLCS. I thought the 2017 Dodgers, that was their time to win the World Series. It might be in 2019, the Dodgers time again. But in 2017, I really thought they had a good chance. They blew, they blew leads in games two and games five against the Astros. And game seven was just a choke job by games three and seven by Hugh Harris were horrible outings. The Houston Astros later revealed that he was tipping his pitches. Uh, so I thought, and Clayton Kershaw and Alex Wood were both available for game seven. But Dave Roberts decided to go with Hugh Darvish, uh, who is now with the Chicago Cubs. Has only started a few games, signed a huge contract, started a few games, and was injured for most of last season. So not looking like a good pickup for the Cubs uh, right now. But anyway, um, I think that the White Sox offered Machado a very reasonable offer, maybe a little bit too much. I mean, it's expected, but still it's crazy money for one player, $175 million over seven years. I'm just happy it's not a 10-year contract because those usually tend to kill organizations and any kind of rebuild or develop development of young players. And... Um, I'm not, I'm not saying uh, he's going to go to the White Sox, but I could definitely see it happening, to be honest, you know, For if no team offers him more money than that. So now switching gears to more college football, Jalen Hurts has transferred officially, and it's going to surprise you where he transferred to. Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts announced his decision to transfer to Oklahoma on Wednesday in an essay in the Players' Tribune. I read his, um, read his letter, by the way. So... Uh, he wrote, quote, now I'm Bama for life, and he wrote life in all caps, and that right there will never change, but now it's also time for me to start a new chapter in my story. I've decided to take my talents to the University of Oklahoma, where I will continue my development as both a quarterback and as a student. I'm very fortunate to have this opportunity, and I'm excited for the journey ahead. Hertz earned his degree in December, which will allow him to play immediately next season as a graduate transfer. He will have one year of eligibility remaining after playing three seasons for the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Texas native had been a two-year starter for Alabama, leading them to a 26-2 record during his time under center before eventually losing his job to 2018 Heisman Trophy runner-up Tua Tagovailoa. A four-star recruit in 2016, Hurts immediately uh, uh, grasped the offense in his first season and became a key to the team's outstanding season. Alabama won its first 14 games before losing in the national title game to Clemson while he was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Year while tallying 2,780 passing yards and 90, 954 rushing yards with 36 total touchdowns. So this is a great pickup for Oklahoma as they lose Kyler Murray to either the Oakland Athletics or whoever drafts him in the NFL. And I think he'll be really successful. Uh, so now switching gears back or switching gears to college basketball. Very interesting take from Scottie Pippen on Zion Williamson. Duke star Zion Williamson is the favorite to be the number one pick in the 2019 NBA draft, which might mean he has nothing more to prove at the college level. That's why NBA Hall of Famer Scottie Pippen thinks Williamson should sit out the rest of the year. He said, quote, I think he's done enough for college basketball that, that it's more about him personally now, Pippen said Tuesday on ESPN's The Jump. I think for him as a young player, I would shut it down. I would stop playing because I feel that he could risk a major injury that could really hurt his career. And I could totally see that happening. I mean, Zion is very athletic. I mean, at one point, he went up, he went up for an alley-oop dunk on offense, and he nearly hit his head on the backboard. That's how high he jumped. So being so incredibly athletic and a freak of nature is definitely a blessing, but it could be a curse, risking some kind of major injury, God forbid. Williamson entered his freshman season with a lot of hype. He has exceeded it while averaging 21.2 points, almost 9.5 rebounds, 2 steals, and just under 2 blocks a game. Bleacher reports Jonathan Wasterman listed him as the number one prospect in the class and put him in a tier by himself. NBA teams are also extremely high on Zion as he continues to showcase his wide skill set. Quote, one league personnel man told me recently that he sees Williamson as a cross between Larry Johnson and Charles Barkley, which is obviously monstrous praise, a scout told Mark Stein of the New York Times. 
It's hard to imagine his stock getting any higher. However, an injury could hurt his draft status depending on the severity. Michael Porter Jr. is all too familiar with that situation, dealing with back problems last year at Missouri, and still he hasn't made his NBA debut. Williamson's teammate Trey Jones separated his AC joint in Monday's game for Gary Parish of CBS Sports. Man, so going back to the Michael Porter Jr. thing, I didn't even realize the Denver Nuggets are one are a top three, top two or top three team in the NBA, and Michael Porter Jr. arguably the most talented player in the 2018 NBA draft hasn't even played yet. That's how good the Denver Nuggets have been. Um, that might, but that may not only affect the rest of the season for the point guard, but also potentially his preparation for the NBA draft. I'm talking about Trey Jones, who um, separated his AC joint in Monday's loss, upset loss to Syracuse at home. Uh, Pippen believes Williamson should avoid that type of risk by sitting out the rest of the year. C considering Ohio State football star Nick Bosa is still projected to be a topic in the NFL draft after he left school early this past fall, such a move isn't out of the question in this era. However, Williamson may want to continue his Duke career and possibly end it with an NCAA national championship uh, without uh, before moving on to the NBA, which I could totally see happening. Uh, so now switching gears um, to back to the NBA, an update on LeBron James's injury, uh, some good news for uh, Laker fans such as myself. Um, so let's see. Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James is inching closer to his return from a groin injury that has sidelined him since Christmas Day, almost been a month now. Uh, as the team announced on Wednesday, James has been cleared to return to practice next week after the Lakers medical staff and physicians evaluated him. There's been a lot of secrecy around James's actual timetable to return from his injury. The, the Lakers initially announced the four-time NBA MVP would be day-to-day -day after an MRI tweeted, or excuse me, revealed, I don't know why I said tweeted, revealed a strained left groin. He even tweeted that he, quote, dodged a bullet upon receiving his diagnosis. James's agent, Rich Paul, told the athletic Sam Amick on Wednesday, the, quote, best case scenario was three weeks, the worst case was six weeks, and we're right on schedule. Doctors emphasized that James re-injuring his groin would be worse than the original injury, Paul said, which explains why the 34-year-old won't return until he's 100%, which I'm 100% in favor of that. The three-week three mark passed on Tuesday, so it appears James's comeback will be closer to a six-week timetable. That would put him on track to return on or around February 5th against the Indiana Pacers, but I don't think he's going to return that late. I think it's being. I also heard many other reports that said he's gonna uh, he's gonna start practicing next week and could even be ready um, for uh, on January twenty first against the Golden State Warriors. The Lakers have lost seven of their past eleven games without LeBron in the lineup. They are tied with the Utah Jazz for the final spot in the West play, final playoff spot in the Western Conference at twenty four and twenty one. Uh, so now switching gears to more NBA, uh, Greg Popovich had some high praise for uh, Luka Doncic. Sorry about that uh, noise. So, actually, I'm going to cover something else uh, first, um, an update on the New Orleans Pelicans and Anthony Davis. Uh, There's so many stories about him, and then he just kind of fell off, but here's another one. Anthony Davis has not discussed his future with the New Orleans Pelicans in detail with his agent, Rich Paul, uh, also the same agent for LeBron James, as you may have picked up on that. Uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, Wojnarowski appeared on ESPN's NBA countdown and provided the following remarks. Quote, Rich Paul, Anthony Davis's agent, told me they have not had any real substantial discussions about Anthony's future in New Orleans with the Pelicans. Anthony's focus has been on the playoff picture. There's no promises about his future beyond the trade deadline. It's safe to say right now, I think he'll be there beyond the trade deadline. New Orleans does not want to trade him. They will have to be forced into doing that. The 25-year-old center was averaging 29.4 points, 13.3 rebounds, and 2.6 blocks for the Pelicans entering Wednesday. There has been much talk about Davis's future destination for a few reasons. One, he's one of the clear-cut five best players in the NBA. Second, he can opt out of his deal in 2020. Third, the ceiling for, the tenure, for his tenure in New Orleans may have been realized last year, 
with the team's second round exit in the playoffs. The Pelicans started the season 4-0, but injuries and poor defensive play have been the two main reasons for their 21-23 mark, two games under 500. They are not out of the playoff picture whatsoever, as they sit only two and a half games back of the Los Angeles Lakers and Utah Jazz for the final spot. Uh, so there's an update on um, AD. Switching gears now to more uh, NBA to close, up, to close up the big new section of this episode. Greg Popovich had some high praise for Luka Doncic. San Antonio Spurs head coach Greg Popovich offered only praise or offered lofty praise for Dallas Mavericks rookie Luka Doncic on Wednesday per Mavs play-by-play announcer Mark Folliwell. Uh, the 19-year-old. So let's see what uh, Popovich said. Um, basically, Popovich has praised him. And that's all we have for the big news. Now we're going to be transitioning to the Los Angeles sports teams, starting with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers uh, did not play today, but they do take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow night on the road at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, the game's going to be on TNT. The Lakers are now ninth in the Western Conference. The Lakers will have several games in a row that are all going to be on national TV. Hopefully, LeBron will be back in a few days against the Golden State Warriors in a home game. The Los Angeles Clippers played today, and they lost 129-109 to to the Utah Jazz at home. The Jazz are now 25-21, and while the Clippers fall to 24-20. and The Clippers, who were in the beginning of the season in the fir- first place in the Western Conference, were... Uh, Consistently hanging around third through fifth are now seventh in the West. Um, the Clippers uh, play the day after tomorrow against the Golden State Warriors at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. The game is going to be at home and it will be DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, it will be the first game as a Warrior for DeMarcus Cousins. The game is also going to be on um, uh, ESPN, broadcasted nationally on ESPN. The Los Angeles Rams have a huge game this Sunday, January 20th at 12.05 p.m. Pacific time against the New Orleans Saints in the NFC Championship game. Game's going to be on Fox. The Los Angeles Kings did not play today. They played tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time against the Dallas Stars on the road as the Kings will look to get back in the win column. Um, And the Anaheim Ducks take on the Minnesota Wild uh, tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time on the road as they look to snap a 12-game losing streak, only five games away from uh, tying the all-time highest losing streak. And the last thing I want to say is... um, I'm going to give a shout out to my friends over at Crimson IT. They are a Los Angeles-based managed IT services company that specializes in ultra-reliable and highly secure secure IT services for the small and medium-sized companies. If you would like to see if any of your company email passwords have been stolen on the internet, reach out to them. And for listeners of my podcast, they will run a free scan on the, on the dark web for any information related to your company that has been leaked, stolen, or sold. Crimson IT can be reached at 310-838-3700 or crimsonit.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is all we have for this episode of Sean Sports Up number 218. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, see you next time.